Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here. In today's show, we'll cover whether you should say you talked to someone or talked with someone. In an email message, Kevin B. wrote, I always hear talk show hosts say, it was nice talking to you. To me, this sounds wrong, as if the person the host was speaking with was just sitting there. Shouldn't it be, it was nice talking with you? The use of the word to instead of with sounds directional, but the conversation was bidirectional. Well, it's true that the phrase talk with someone clearly refers to a two-way or many-way conversation. Still, talk to someone doesn't rule out a two-way conversation. Any number of things could be happening while you're talking to someone that you don't mention, including that the person might be talking back to you. A Google search turns up many hits for strings such as, I talked with them and they said such and such. But it also does for strings like, I talked to them, and they said such and such, which indicates that many writers don't interpret talk to to exclude a two-way conversation. But are all those writers and talk show hosts simply wrong? Let's consider the position. Why might talk to be a mistake when it refers to an interactive conversation? One could argue that since there's an equally simple expression that's more specific than talk to, you should use it if it's truthful. Linguists call this principle the maxim of quantity. A speaker who respects this principle will give as much information as possible. For example, if you had a son and two daughters, and someone asked you if you had children, and you answered, I have a son, you'd be violating quantity because you left out something important and you'd risk being labeled sneaky and uncooperative. In response to the quantity-based argument that you should use talk with for two-sided conversations because it gives more information, one could argue in defense of talk to based on another principle called the maxim of relevance, which states that a cooperative speaker won't mention irrelevant facts. To illustrate with the son and two daughters example, you could satisfy quantity and relevance by saying, I have a son and two daughters. If you went on to give a five-minute biography for each child, you'd still be respecting quantity, but you might be violating relevance. In other words, you droned on and on about things that aren't relevant. Returning to the issue of talk with versus talk to, you could argue that most people understand that if you're talking to someone, he or she will be also be talking to you, barring unusual circumstances. Therefore, there's no reason to avoid talk to as a general rule. 
If the conversation is one-sided, you can say you lectured someone instead, or even talked at people if the audience wasn't paying attention. If the conversation is two-sided, but you have some reason to highlight that fact, then you can use talked with, or to really drive it home, you could say had a conversation with. So our advice on talk with versus talk to is to use whichever one you want. Even if there's a possible meaning difference between the two, it's a weak one, and not one that you can count on your readers sharing. With that specific question out of the way, however, I want to talk about preposition choice in general. In episode 63, I wrote, Some of the most difficult questions I get are from non-native English speakers, who want to know why we use a particular preposition in a specific phrase. Why do we say I'm in bed instead of I'm on bed? Do people suffer from a disease or suffer with a disease? Are we in a restaurant or at a restaurant? In cases like these, there isn't even a weak meaning difference between the alternatives. What's the difference between being crazy about you, as I might say, crazy for you, as Madonna once sang, or crazy over you from a song written by Sean Combs? Language is invented on the fly by people trying to put into words meanings that they might not have heard expressed before. And with thousands of speakers doing this, sometimes you end up with more than one expression referring to the same kind of situation. Often these expressions take hold in different regions. For example, in episode 65 on regionalisms, I wrote about how speakers in an area including New York City and parts of nearby states will talk about standing online, whereas most other American English speakers say they're standing in line. Of course, these differences aren't limited just to prepositions. Instead of standing in line, British speakers will say standing in queue. Lynn Murphy, an American linguist living in England, writes about differences like these in her blog, Separated by a Common Language. Several of her posts deal with preposition choice, such as British English in protest at versus American English in protest of, cater for versus cater to, and takeout food versus takeaway food. When these variations are used in the same population, people ask questions. There's a tendency to want a given meaning to be expressed by only one word or expression. In its strongest form, it's a rule that linguist Arnold Zwicky has given the name one right way. Under that rule, if a distinction can't be found or created, then one of the expressions must be incorrect. But it doesn't have to be that way. When you encounter different expressions with the same meaning, and neither one is obviously ungrammatical, you don't have to ask which is correct. It could well be that they both are. This article was written by Neil Whitman, who blogs at literalminded.wordpress.com. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, author of the New York Times bestseller, Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing. That's all. Thanks for listening. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. 
because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.